Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, here we are for yet another episode of CareCast, coming to you live from, well, not live, I mean, it's well, we it's, are live. It's always live, and for somebody, right? I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> so it's live for us and the sound person. I'm alive. <laughs> and I can. And I'm thinking you're pretty close to. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, it's borderline debatable on some days. Yeah, but I, you know, I feel all right, and I'm ready to. I'm ready to talk to you about something here that I think is, you know, as we were kind of talking about this before we kind of started recording, some sort of. I don't know, like mastermind sort of strategery. That's that's a word we like to use around here yes. on CareCast strategery yes. by folks in the pro-abortion or pro-choice community. So mm-hmm. here's here's how we can get to that. So very recently in the news, we learned that a federal judge cleared the way for telemedicine abortions during the coronavirus pandemic. So essentially... Typically, when a woman is going to take, you know, the abortion pill, as it's commonly known, she actually has to go for an in-person visit with a doctor in order Mm -hmm. to have that subscribed. But because of the nature of coronavirus, where it's more difficult for people to get out and visit doctors and all these other things, a judge basically said that, you know, as as an emergency case here, we'll make it so that a woman does not have to go in and see a doctor. She can have that abortion pill prescribed to her, you know, via telemedicine and essentially mailed mailed Mm -hmm. to her, right? Mm -hmm. What this reveals is just a really kind of fascinating way that the abortion advocates sort of look at abortion in a way that just makes it so convenient for them to basically kind of make whatever argument about abortion they want to make depending on the situation. Yeah. So in, in, if you look at the, the reasoning behind this judge's ruling, he basically framed abortion as both a medical procedure and as a constitutional right. Mm-hmm. So those were the two things upon which he hung his decision. So from the medical procedure perspective, a delay in getting this yeah. medical procedure could cause harm to the woman, right? So therefore, she needs to be able to get this medication mailed to her, right? And then from a constitutional right perspective, it was it, it again kind of went to this undue burden standard that has been set by the Supreme Court, that anything that makes it more difficult for a yeah. woman to get an abortion basically is unconstitutional. Right. If, if it presents an un, what what they call an undue burden in some way, shape, or form. Right. So if it makes it Just, too difficult in yeah. some way, shape, or form, it must be done away with. So that, Which is very imprecise. It, very much so. And that's, yeah, that's one of the biggest issues around. If you look at all the rulings that have been made on abortion yeah. since the Casey decision in 1992, it's really been hanging on this undue burden piece that's just caused all kinds of problems. Right. So anyway, so this so this judge, this federal judge, was basically able to argue two things at the same time. It's a, it's a medical procedure and it's a constitutional right. And so we kind of were talking about this. So is there any other thing that yeah. is considered both a medical procedure and a constitutional right? And the answer is no. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Maybe some of our listeners can. <laughs> I know. If you, Enlighten us. If enlighten there, us. If there is something out there. But it, it just fall. It just... It, it, it kind of goes back to some things we've talked about over the years, how when it comes to abortion, mm-hmm. like all the other logic or reasons or mm-hmm. way we view every other issue, mm-hmm. 
um, just goes right out the window. Absolutely. It's it just like any any perspective that you would have that we that if you take the principle that you're using to support abortion in this particular instance mm-hmm. and apply it to anything else, it, it falls down on its head. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's just, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like we were talking about, it, I mean, it's just so, quote unquote, convenient for the abortion advocates because regardless of the, of the situation, they can just kind of pull out whatever view of abortion they want to use in that particular yeah. moment. So if, Even, yeah. if it's convenient to see to view abortion as a medical procedure in a, a particular instance, well, we can we can talk about it as if it's a medical procedure. Yes. And in, in the case of the coronavirus pandemic, it's actually become uh, referred to as an essential service. An essential service. But if yeah. it's an essential service, mm-hmm. then is it really a choice? Right. So that, yeah, so the whole choice issue kind of starts to come in because because wait i thought it's a choice but Mm. if it's a choice and it's like i Mm. if it's essential then Mm. it's actually not a choice. i don't have a choice because (laughs) i need it right Right. like my heart medicine or something is essential yeah right right Right? exactly it's an essential service and i don't really have a choice in the context of right you know what i mean in terms of you have to take it i have to. if you don't take it. it you will die I will die. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. To clarify, you, you you don't actually take heart medicine, right? That's, no, no. Okay, that good. was okay. an example. That was and an example. I, we, yeah, because that was to avoid any heart medicine being sent to me. <laughs> yes. You know, people who kind of want to help me out uh, yeah, or yeah, pray yeah. for my heart condition or whatever. Right, I wanted right, to right. clarify that. Yeah, good, good. Well, yeah, because yeah, that would have been, been a surprise to me. So I will not order you more heart medicine. Okay, no, good. not heart medicine, not okay. heartworm medicine. <laughs> heart, heartworm pills. Not, n- nothing <laughs> you might have re- some leftover from your, your dog, right? Yeah, yeah. No, nothing um, related to the heart. Okay, <laughs> well, good. Um, See, so yeah, as we were saying, like this whole idea of it's a medical procedure when it's convenient for it to be, and it's a constitutional right when it's convenient for it to be, there are definitely cases where the abortion lobby does not want abortion to be viewed as a medical procedure, right? right. Or a- at least as a medical procedure like other medical procedures. Yes. Like in the case of laws that want to require abortion clinics to have admitting privileges at local hospitals, yep. they say that those laws need to be struck down because abortion is a constitutional right and we shouldn't treat it like other medical procedures. Absolutely. So if you're a surgery center and you're doing colonoscopies or whatever, mm-hmm. you better have admitting privileges at the local hospital. Mm-hmm. But this is a medical procedure. Oh, but it's not a medical procedure in that context. Yeah, yeah. So all the different things that we tried to they tried to do with abortion clinics, like making sure that their hallways are wide enough so emergency mm-hmm. uh, gurneys could get in to get people, and right. all these different things, admitting privileges, all these different things in terms yeah. of what the facilities look like. Right. Uh, right. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this is not a medical procedure right. that way. Right, right, right. It, it's a very yeah. So this so this judge, I guess you know, I'm I'm using air quotes right now. He brilliantly was able to sort of frame it as both, right? Right. So in the, in the context of it, you know, uh, causing harm, right? He said, okay, it's a medical procedure, and in the context of it putting an undue burden on a woman's access, he framed it as a constitutional right. So it's like you just. It's like you have it both. You can have it both ways. It's good to be the king, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, just a really interesting. Again, as you said, abortion is just treated differently than everything else. And the crazy thing is, it is different from everything else. Right. <laughs> Interestingly, for, but we for, treat not for the reasons that they would admit to. Exactly. And, yeah. and we, you know, it's the taking of another human life. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, and unfortunately, we treat it differently, but we don't treat it rightly. <laughs> Exactly. And and that's problem and that's problematic. Yeah, that yeah. is problematic. So as pro abundant life people, of course, we can obviously continue to pray that laws would kind of align with protecting every human life. Yes. Uh, from the moment of conception. But obviously 
there's you know the laws are important, but again, they're a reflection of culture. Yep. So we can do all we can to, to sort of change our culture and can just continue to love love folks and educate folks about about the value of life and really what abortion really is. Absolutely, as, as you said so. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Ron, for that perspective. Great. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.